The Discover College Soccer Podcast is sponsored by VO. VO is the number one AI camera solution helping players capture college recruitment videos. Check out their new starter and family options by clicking on the link in the description or visit Discover College Soccer to learn more. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Luke Sheiky from Eckerd College here in Florida. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. I mean, I've been doing this about a year and a half now, and I I, I am remiss that I haven't gotten Eckerd on before. Luckily, uh, we were able to rectify that since I think geographically you are the closest college soccer program to where I live, although New College of Florida uh, is joining the ranks of NAIA program. So I think uh, they might they might beat you by mileage, but they haven't had a game yet, so so we won't count them. Right. <laughs> well, uh, glad to have you. We're talking here August 10th. I think you guys have a scrimmage tonight even. Uh, try to try to dust dust off the, the, the rust, huh? We do, yeah, we do. Um, we're on day three, and we, we've got a scrimmage on, on uh, tonight against uh, Polk State. Um, junior college and I'm just excited one to obviously get the girls together the last few days and um, to to play a game against opposition um, is key for the way that I wanted this preseason to go yeah well <clears throat> it's the first day of school here uh, for for my kids so uh, I'm sure your, your kids are chomping at the bit uh, to get going um, well let's let's talk this is the start of your second season I know you kind of came uh, even into the season as the head coach uh, interim last year and then got named full time back in January um so kind of walk me through your last year from a recruiting standpoint what you know kind of what was your timeline where were you looking what 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 did that look like for you um, well, we're always looking everywhere. I mean, every school that I've been at, we've recruited from all over the world and, and all over the country. Um, and obviously Canada, Central America, South America, too. So um, even as the interim last year, last fall, um, I told the athletic director that obviously we didn't know if I was going to get the position or take the position. Um, so I recruited as if I was going to be here long term from day one. Um, so during the season, we had a number of young ladies commit. Um, obviously, the being commit to Eka College and and this program was was first and foremost the most primary um, concern. And then um, you know me getting the job and being here long term, and then continuing to recruit the players that I felt like we needed um, throughout the the spring. And I think that my staff and I have done a, a really good job to do that. I mean, we've got young ladies from all over the US, um, and then we've got some young ladies coming in from different uh, countries across the world too. Yeah, and that's, you know, I, a lot of times Division two schools tend to be more, let's just call it regionally focused in their recruiting. Um, but when you look at the roster you guys have for this fall season, uh, it really is all over the U.S. So are, are there certain events that you like to go to every year to, to see kids? Kind of what's on your, your hit list? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the, the split right now that's happened in the last five or six years between ECNL and the DA um, has made it harder in a way to see everybody at the same event um, but it's made it easier in a way that there's a lot more events that you can get out to um, and kind of try and find that diamond in the rough for, for our Division 2 program right um, and obviously everybody is trying to do the same thing so yeah we try to get to as many events as we can any of the events that are here and around our area we're very lucky how many events are, are brought to Orlando, Bradenton uh, Lakewood Ranch, Tampa, um, throughout the year, especially in the winter months, that we can get to those events. Um, and my um, assistant coach, Jason Dav Navas, does a great job of that. He's at 
a lot of events, um, especially in the summer, a lot of the, uh, the big Division One camps he's been at. So we kind of always got our eyes out there at all times. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think I met Jason at the FGCU camp last year. So obviously you guys are out and about at, at other camps. Are Is there plans or do you have your own camps uh, that you work into your recruiting mix? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so, so important um, that young ladies visit with the, the school, especially small division two schools. I mean, everybody would love to be in St. Petersburg, Florida, right? But maybe the Echo College campus or the academics might not be for them. Um, so we put a big emphasis on having anybody that we're recruiting attend one of our ID camps. Um, we had two this summer. One was just this past Sunday. Um, there are always about 20 to 30 players, which is great because we get to coach them on that afternoon, morning, whenever it is that they're with us. Um, and again, it's a real emphasis for us that one, they come here to visit our campus and two, they're coached by me and my staff. And I always kind of say a joke, but I mean it with them is that like, you know, you may leave here and think, you know what, Coach Luke, he's a little crazy in his coaching points and, and he's not for me. And that's OK. Um, but that's why our camps are so, so important. So they understand because I tell them again, I'm not changing. The way I'm coaching you today is the way that I coach my young ladies day in, day out. For sure. Well, whether it's at a camp or at one of these events or, or anything else, kind of what makes up the hierarchy of things that you're looking for in a player, whether that's on the field stuff or off the field stuff? Um, I think... <laughs> I'm really big on being able to have a conversation. Um, you know, if you, if you know me, you're probably below it. Sometimes you've got to tell me to shut up, you know, but, um, you know, young ladies who can and hold a conversation and kind of not on tentative, especially around their parents. Uh, that's important for me. Um, and then you've got the four aspects of the game, right? The technical, the tactical, the physiological um, and the psychological. So we're looking to, especially here in Division Two in Florida, we can obviously attract a very, very good student athlete, um, maybe just outside of the the big division one and maybe the big mid majors, um, the, the high level players might be attracted to Florida and that's what we want. Um, so we're looking to, to tick those four boxes in the best way possible um, with every young lady that we bring here to Eckerd. Okay. Well, as a parent, you know, one of the biggest things I'm always looking at is, okay, what, what's this, what's this going to cost me? Right. So I'm not, I'm not holding you at any hard numbers here, but uh, if you can just kind of give me an overview of, of an average girl coming into the program, what are they looking at in terms of cost to attend uh, possible academic scholarships, athletic scholarships, what does all that kind of look like? Yeah, it's, it's a great question because obviously it, it's not easy. It's not hard to find out that Eckerd is a really expensive school. Um, this year, we're going to be just shy of $65,000 a year, um, which is a, a, a very large amount. Now, um, you know, the good students can get anywhere from up to, I should say, about twenty-five to 26000 um, in academic. That's the really elite students, um, which we're trying to recruit. Um, regulate the normal um, high GPA students are probably about twenty to $22,000 in academic aid. There's then need-based, which Eckerd does a great job um, of getting money to those need-based students that can be up to about another 15000 um, And then depending on what they qualify in Florida, it can be a little bit more. The one thing that we not struggle with here, but we can't, we can't get the need-based stuff um, and the Florida awarded academic stuff and then pair that with athletic. Um, so we either go one way or the other. So mm. you can get the academic scholarship and then athletic, 
or you can get the academic scholarship and then the need-based or the Florida award-based um, um, scholarship. So it's normally one way or the other, but either way, getting to 65,000 is tough. Um, so we're you know, normally looking for um, parents, families that are able to contribute quite a, a sizable number um, to their to their young lady uh, to their young daughter's um, education. Yeah, well, I, I get it, and uh, I mean, it's a, like you said, it's a it's a great place to be. Uh, your campus is is right off the Skyway there in St. Pete, uh, right near the water. So uh, I've I've been lucky enough to to attend a game last year, uh, and, and I've been on campus. It's it's an awesome spot. So you have the uh, you know the insight not only as a coach for the for the last two seasons but you're, you're also an alum uh, of yep. the program so uh kind of tell us more about the school what makes it awesome what makes it great maybe some things that aren't even on the website um well yeah as you said it, it's right off the the 275 in the skyway bridge where if you look on a map we're almost in the the peninsula really the very bottom of of saint petersburg florida um i think we've got nearly three quarters of a mile um, of coastline on our campus um, so we like to tell everybody about our beach. I always use the beach emoji when I'm tweeting and on Instagram and obviously the Florida sunshine and things like that. It's a, a very, very high level academic school, um, definitely specialize in marine biology, um, all of the biologies, um, very good business school um, and very, very good majors throughout. Um, psychology is a big one right now for young women on our team. We've got quite a lot of psychology majors. Um, and it's just a, a, a wonderful campus. I mean, you could probably come on our campus and be like, oh, you know, there's no, there's not many brand new buildings and there's a lot of building work going on on colleges and universities across America right now. Um, but our college has done a very good job of updating the inside of the buildings. Um, and, you know, where we're located, we're so near the water, it's not so easy anymore to just go and build these new four, five, six story buildings. Um, but we're very, very lucky with how, how pretty our campus is. And, you know, whenever we have somebody visit or people come on a camp, they absolutely fall in love with it. Palm trees everywhere. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're very, very lucky here for sure. Well, you mentioned the academics and, and obviously the student athlete. Right. So yeah. in terms of, of the girls coming in, you know, how do they really balance those pulls of of academic commitments and sport commitments and and what kind of support systems does a school offer to help ensure success on both fronts well it definitely starts with us as, as the coaches um, to make sure that we get the young ladies ready um, for the load of college soccer but obviously first and foremost the schoolwork. Um, we'll have study hall programs our first year players our freshmen coming in will all be involved in six hours of study hall and really that's not you know, sometimes study hall is kind of seen as a, as a punishment. I definitely don't operate in it that way. Um, it's more of a time management. It's like, okay, we're, we're going to get all of our study hall players um, into a room with their phones are going to be with us as coaches or the study hall person. Um, and they're just going to be able to be there and get their work done. So it's really first and foremost about the time management that their parents have probably been orchestrating, um, you know, while they're at home and, and, and through high school. So, um, the study hall is a, is a big part for us and our program. It's really improving our team GPA. It's really improving some individuals that maybe needed that little bit of help. Um, the school has, has great help as well. We don't necessarily, not too many Division II schools um, have the, the maybe athletic 
um, academic um, help that some of the big Division One schools have. Um, but we most definitely have really good academic help here for all of our all of our majors that will liaise with the professors. Um, and there's certain study hall for each um, each area of study set up already for each evening. So if a young lady, let's just say there's a, a, an issue with a psychology class, we can figure out where she needs to be to get that help for study hall. Um, and we'll make sure that she gets there um, in the right area with the right professors and with the right students who can help. And um, so it's a little bit more hands on, if you will, not so simple as, you know, just like um, a young lady comes to me as the head coach and I say, OK, go and see person A or person B. They're the ones who are going to deal with this. This is this is on us. This is on me and my staff um, to get our players the help that they need and, and, and on the right track. Okay. Awesome. Well, I know it's, uh, you know, August 10th and you, and you got, you're only a couple of days in, you got a little preseason, uh, tilt tonight, but this is probably going to be airing in October. So let's pretend we're in October. Um, yeah. you know, walk me through what a typical week is going to look like for your players in terms of when is training, when are classes, meals, what's kind of the game cadence, what, what does a typical week look like for, for a player? So, yeah, we've we've really tried to um, since I've arrived here, we've really tried to make the week the way that it's best for our players. Um, very early on, um, it became clear our players didn't really want to train late in the evening. It became hard to find the correct time to eat in the cafeteria, eating late, all things like that. So we're going to train every day at five o'clock um, and some young ladies will be finishing class at 450 obviously we're not going to be starting at five. So they know that they're going to be jetting across campus, which isn't huge. It's not far to get ready um, and get out there and we'll start as early as we can and we'll be done by seven. Um, sessions are normally 90 minutes, maybe a little more, sometimes a little less. Um, but that's that's when we'll train. Um, and then obviously it will depend on on the young lady and, and their schedule, whether their classes are in the morning, in the afternoon, or sometimes they might have a class after training um, that can begin at six or 6.30. Um, so the days will be completely different, especially once we get out of preseason for every single player, depending on freshman through senior. Um, but we found the window that we really like to train, and that's between the 5 and the 7 p.m. window. We just think it's really beneficial then that one, as coaches, we we get off at you know 7 o'clock, 7.30, and, and we're done and we can switch off. But our young ladies, they can get to the library if they need to. They can study if they need to they can relax they can switch off from school and soccer if at that point they need to which is obviously so important okay awesome well let's talk a little bit more uh, about the team and, and the soccer side of things so um you're in your second season although your first season you kind of inherited uh the squad right so in yeah. terms of roster size is there one that you feel is ideal that you're kind of working towards each year um, I think that long-term 28 to 29 would be ideal. Um, this year, we're going to have 32. Um, we brought back as many players as we brought in. Um, so we were right at 16 and 16, 16 new transfers and freshmen um, and 16 returning players, which some coaches, when you tell them that, they're like, whoa, um, you know, that that's going to be a tough one. But we wanted to make sure that we had competition in, in every position two, three, four times over. We wanted to make sure that there wasn't too much uh, too much pressure on any of the freshmen coming in. We wanted to make sure that, you know, we're going to be able to get players rests last year with with the numbers that we had, especially towards the end. Um, you know, my staff and I were looking down towards the bench and it was like, OK, can she play this position? Because somebody needed a rest or somebody was injured. 
um, and we, we were very low on numbers and we didn't want that to happen again, you know, as the cause of injuries um, and things like that, especially in Florida. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we had enough competition, but I definitely don't want 32 moving forward. Um, the high 20s would be where I would like it. Okay. Well, besides uh, the roster of players, you have a roster of staff you've mentioned, uh, Jason, among others. So can you just discuss who all's on your staff? What role do they play? Are there is there kind of athletic department support staff that help with, that, with the team as well? Yeah, that's I have three um, volunteer staff. And the first one is, is Jason Navas, who's coming into to year four now um, with, with the program. And um, he really helped me when I arrived and, and um, you know, give me good information on the players and um, and the past and what they want moving forward. And it's, it's just been a, a, a great person for me to have um, and, you know, works incredibly hard. He's he's local, coaches in, in the club scene around here. And like I said earlier, does a lot of the recruiting events and a lot of the summer camps. Um, we've got Shauna Griffin. Um, she's not with us right now. She just had a baby last week. Um, so we're super excited to to meet their little boy, Alfie, her and her wife. And they've got one other uh, young girl and um, she's been a great addition. Shauna was my graduate assistant coach when I was at Delta State in Mississippi many years ago. Um, and there's a teacher here in the Tampa area. So when I came down here, I called her up and was like, hey, I need you. Um, unfortunately, she came running and she's here as often as she can. And then we're super fortunate. We've got a wonderful goalkeeper coach that, that we've added to our staff recently. Um, volunteer again, um, but Tyler Moore, who is the weatherman here on Channel 10. Um, <laughs> we had a good chuckle with that the first time that he, he came out for a training session. Um, but he's been a brilliant addition. Um, you know, having a goalkeeper coach is so, so important. And our four young ladies um, are loving working with him and really getting to improve every day. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, <clears throat> how would you, you mentioned a little bit earlier that the way you coach uh, at a camp is going to be the way they're going to see you if they're on the team. So talk to me a little bit more about that style of coaching. How would you describe it? How would you describe the team style of play and what you guys are trying to do on the field? Um, I think that I'm, I'm really energetic. I try to bring the energy every single day. Um, it's been a little tough this week, you know, with like morning sessions and, and evening sessions and being delayed because of the turf and the heat and that sort of stuff with this El Nino year, which I've learned about this year. knew nothing about that before. Um, but yeah, I try to bring the energy every day and I'm really, really big on the technical aspects of the game. Um, I really want to take away... Um, the technical breakdowns that we do because I want to be able to move the ball around the field. I want a lot of good movement from players. I really want to attack teams um, and I, I want our players to go and express themselves, especially in the final third when we're going to goal. Um, and I want to be able to, to play out from the back um, at the right times with young ladies making right decisions. And that's what we're trying to coach. We're trying to coach um, players making good decisions on the ball and off the ball with movement and tracking and, and, and how they defend and how they attack. Um, because I don't want to be this, this joystick coach, um, which, you know, sometimes you, you have to be, um, but I really want us to get us. I really want to get this group and this team to a point where, where I'm not like that. And that just comes every day, um, you know, going over repetitive um, things every single day so that they know what we expect, what we want. Um, and then obviously coaching it during the game, but then also going over film um, with all the different player groups um, after each game. So that's something that we're looking forward to this year. We weren't really able to do it a lot last year because of the video capabilities that we had. Um, but this year we've got everything that we need. Our administration have done a great job for this program this year um, in getting everything we need so that we can coach and, and get them to where we want them to be.
Awesome. Well, I like to end these the same way. And that's uh, if you had one uh, piece of advice, one bit of information that you wish every family parent player going through the college recruitment process knew, what would that be? Wow. Um, you know, we get to answer a lot of questions when we do these Q and A's and, um, the, what the one big thing that I, two things I always try to get out. One is that there's a level in college for everybody. There really is, whether it's, uh, these, you know, power five division one or, or down to your path being through a junior college first NAIA division three, division two, division one, wherever that might be, there really is, um, a program for everybody and it's down to the individual and the parent of the club really um and to, it's really down to the club that you're at um your parent and you as an individual to figure out what level that is um you know there's no use aiming for these power five schools if they're not interested in you likewise there's no use aiming for echoed in the sunshine state conference if, if we're not interested for um in you sometimes it just takes that that being honest with with your son or your daughter or if they're old enough and mature enough being honest with themselves um, to really try to aim to get yourself at the at the correct level. And sometimes that's the toughest thing. Um, and I kind of pride myself at ID camps on, on being very honest. I told the 2024s that we had last week, um, if we're not interested in you, we're going to tell you that very, very quickly so that you can move on and go and find a school that will be interested in you. No, I love it. Well, wish you the best of luck, Coach. I know uh, I'm planning on at least getting up to one game this season and, uh, and bringing some of our girls up. So... Uh, hopefully you continue to build on the success from last season. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Good luck. Thank you. Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there.